the Kairos anymore But that's been a football club here since 1864 Trying to do the town or city proud Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground So it's just me and you, as you've noticed. Richie is otherwise engaged. He's not letting Morrison's in this week, however. <laughs> if you remember last week, he was uh, letting him in, putting the shop in away. And you're adorning the lovely green hoodie there. I'm quite envious of that. And I'm sure our American friends would give you thousands of pounds for it, <laughs> given how little there is in our club <laughs> shop. Starting the bidding off at two hundred dollars, so <laughs> any listeners want to make a bid, double XL. So uh, yeah, decent, yeah. good old, time. good old Macron sizes. But it, I tell you what was interesting on the Facebook before you can actually, you know, the Vanarama, the official Vanarama stuff that they wear on the sidelines, the coaches and stuff. Did yeah. you know you can buy that? No, is I that didn't. The New Balance stuff. Or is yeah, that the New Balance stuff. Yeah, new I didn't. So I didn't realize you can buy it, but you can if you uh, Google search. I think it was New Balance Vanarama or New Balance National League. It comes up with the official site. Uh, it's all normal sizing. You pick which team's logo mm-hmm. you want because obviously it's the same for everybody. They just swap the logos out, don't they? And you can buy it all, and some of it's quite nice. I was going to say it's quite slick looking, isn't it? If you can't get a, an official Wrexham yeah, kit, why it's not? not the, the... It's not the worst thing to have, you know. If you get the jackets and the jumpers and stuff. Um, yeah, they're quite. I can't remember what they are. They like dark with an orange, dark blue, dark and, blue got the, yeah. and they have Vanarama across as the big sponsor. Um, yeah, but um, but yeah, I just I didn't know you could buy that until tonight. So uh, I thought that was quite interesting. Well, you don't want to take any business away from uh, Ollie Palmer's clothing company. Oh, so... save, save it. I put it in the news. Save it. Save it. Save it. Oh, <laughs> in the news again. Ollie's in the news again. Of course he um, is. So you realise we're taking a massive risk. So we're recording now. It's ten past eight on Wednesday night. You realise we're taking a massive risk at the moment, don't you? In what way? Right now, Cristiano Ronaldo could be on Piers Morgan announcing his move to Wrexham. You know, that did cross my mind, actually. I was going to say, should we do it tomorrow instead? But... <laughs> He's doing it tomorrow as well. <laughs> it's over two nights, isn't it, this interview? So, uh... Would he get in the team, though? Who would he, who would he come in for? Well, I, sure. I just thought he'd be a good impact sub, really. It's <laughs> just ahead of Dolby. Good squad player, yeah. Squad <laughs> player. <laughs> Can you imagine? Anyway, that'll be... That's, I mean, that's going to be really interesting because that's, uh, you know, that's him... That's him angling for a move away, isn't it? You know, and this is what it's he's setting an example now and it's it'll be who next? You know, which player which player does it next and who do they use? If it's not Piers Morgan, is it Vanessa Feltz? I don't know who else has who else has shows. Is it is it, you know, is it Eamon in the morning? And I don't know. But uh, football is changing around us. Gone are the days where they just sort of said, Can I go on the transfer list? Exactly. Yeah, you've got to go through Piers Morgan and Whoever else these trash TV television shows have presenting their programs, I don't know. Maybe we uh, should make it a, a, a chargeable. You could come on the podcast and you could tell your club that you don't want to. You're not turning up for training tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so he'd make a good Piers Morgan actually. We're there. One way we're making money. I've been called worse. <laughs> <laughs> Tim from Fearless called me. Uh, who was it? Uh, um, who's the Strictly judge? The um, 
The very harsh one. Oh. Oh, you're asking the wrong person, mate. Oh, should we move on? Great Rebel Hall. I am, yeah. Mm. Tim from Fearless said I was him, and then he changed me, changed his mind and said I'm more Simon Cowell. So, uh... I said you were Simon Cowell. Oh, it was you, was it? Oh, I was, we've had that conversation before then. Then right. you call me Louis Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I wasn't happy with. <laughs> Sorry, I just spat my tea out. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm funny. <laughs> right, so we're watching our P's and Q's because obviously uh, uh, this will be uh, this episode again. We'll go into the queue to go out on uh, Premier Radio Wrexham, so we'll uh, we'll watch our we'll, we'll watch we'll watch our language. Um, and uh, no, you can't have any money. Uh, I'm keeping it all for myself. You've always got a bleeper as well, just in case. I have got a, yeah, we have got a bleeper. Does slip yeah. up. I'm going to find a little goal, little goal sort of sound effect or something instead of a bleeper. I think it'd be a bit better, don't you? Yeah, like a roar or something instead of oh, the old-fashioned bleeper. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just thought like if a you want to swear at any point to trial it, then let me know. I'll make sure it's not too rude a swear word. Yeah, nothing that we can get fined for by Ofcom. Exactly. Maybe the P word, something mild. <laughs> okay. So, shall we start? Uh, we'll start with Wheelston, then we'll do a bit of news, and then we'll look at Aldershot. Um, then we'll look at the Predictor League, because we haven't looked at that for a while. And I thought, I think, seeing as I'm top of it, spoiler alert, I thought we'd have a look at that. We'd have a look at that. No, we just skip that. This is the one here, that bit. Boring. And then there is, finally, there is a little bit of National League news popping around, which we'll save to the end, because something happened today, which was a bit surprising, really. So I just thought we'd tag that in at the end. Um, because obviously it's not really relevant to this week, but obviously in a week, uh, in next week or the week after, I've lost track. But uh, in a, an upcoming game, it's relevant in it. So uh, two weeks on Saturday, yeah. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll sort of throw it in there. Um, so I didn't go to Wealdstone, uh, and uh, you didn't go to Wealdstone. No, listened on the radio and obviously this uh, watched the highlights as well. Yeah, so I. Uh, I was out Christmas shopping, uh, but I've watched the highlights um, and, well, not much happened, <laughs> if I'm honest. Uh, I think there was Ollie Palmer's header at the back stick, which was a great save by the goalie, to be fair to him. Um, but apart from that, we didn't really make a lot else, which is, I, I know Parkey in his interview said they were, ty- they were, you know, they looked leggy and tired, which I can sort of understand. Um and they hadn't had a game because they'd had a game cancelled, so they hadn't had a game for ten days or so, had they? Because of the pitch issue. Um, yeah. But I really, we should be beating. You know, you'd be wanting to beat Wealdstone, really, wouldn't you? So that's not a harsh thing to say, given the squad depth we've supposedly got. We should have. Uh, we should have been a bit better. Or you'd ex- at least expected a better performance. Well, first of all, fair play for doing your Christmas shopping as early as mid-November. I think you've set a record there in terms of males <laughs> starting early. Mate, I'm so, nearly uh, done. I am nearly done. Oh, it's going to be much a, more organised than me. Uh, Boxing Day, I'm going to have my feet up watching. Uh, in fact, I think there's some NFL. Is it Boxing Day or Christmas Day? Can't remember. But uh, yeah, I'm going to be super chilled. So uh, yeah, you can run around the garages or whatever you do normally. <laughs> petrol stations on, yeah. on Christmas Eve um, back to the football yeah you know what I'm not too bothered about the draw on Saturday um, you're not going to win every game in the National League and the big thing for me like you say is Wealdstone have had a, a big break 
Um, and I think Parky mentioned somewhere, or when it was Gary Johnson, the Torquay manager, who said they played three games in seven days and it's absolutely killed them. Um, and I presume the fatigue has got to us a little bit as well. I mean, three games in six days is, is quite a lot. Um, and Wheelston on a bad side at the end of the day. Last season, they, they pinched a draw at the race course and they nearly got a result against us at home as well. And despite them not being in the best of form of late, it's still a tricky ground to go to, especially with the um, with the rain and with the weather leading up to the game. So I saw the highlights, like you say, Oli Palmer probably had the best chance of the game in the first half. Great chance, uh, sorry, great save by their keeper. Yeah. Um, didn't see too many opportunities for Wealdstone. No, no. Might be the bias of the the Wrexham media team yeah. and the highlights. I'm not sure, <laughs> but and even on the radio, it sounded like for most of the game, and um, we were comfortable. We just couldn't find a way through the Wealdstone defence. And I see some people saying, "Oh, Notts County beat these six-one or six-nil," but football doesn't work like that. At the end of the day. We battered Dorking and they lost to Dorking. Was it 2-1 or 3-1? Yeah. It's not a sign of how good we are or how good they are. Um, Point's not the worst result in the world. If we keep the form up that we've got so far, we're going to finish on 100-plus points. So, yeah. Although I wasn't over the moon, I was was reasonably pleased with that point. So I think... um... I guess if you can't win, don't lose is what they say, don't they? Mm. So, uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll take the point. I think, um, I mean, it is a bit disappointing, but I think it would be confounded, really, if we don't get a good result on Saturday. If we win on Saturday, then you've got four points from two games. You just carry on then, don't you? I guess if you draw or lose on Saturday, then you you go, oh, right, you know, this is our spell. This feels like it might be a bit of a tough spell for us then. So, uh, so I guess that that will that will uh, that will dictate how certainly how we feel um, as supporters. I think it was good to see Reese Hall Johnson back on the bench. I don't know if you spotted that um, or if they talked about it in commentary because obviously he came on at the end, um, but I don't I think it I don't think it was for very long, was it? Um, when he came when he took out McAlinden, any surprise in the team? For you, I mean, McAlinden being at right back, and he, we we sort of we were hinted at that pre-season before we got Ford, um, so I wasn't surprised at that. I, I I did wonder whether Davis had start, given that Lee had started a couple of games and not pulled up any trees, um, but obviously he didn't. So I'm guessing that's a fitness thing. And then obviously we had O'Connor in for Hayden, who um, he said he had a tightness, didn't he, the day before in his hamstring? I'm assuming it was. So obviously they didn't risk him. So. Um, I was a little bit surprised that Cleworth didn't come in, but obviously it didn't affect us conceding. Um, but obviously yeah. Hayden is that threat from set pieces now, isn't he? That's the, so we we really you know we miss him in two places when he goes now, both boxes. Exactly, yeah. Just going through the changes one by one. I think the McAlinden one was Parky's hand was forced there. Um, I don't think, obviously, if all our right-backs were fit, McAlinde would be anywhere near the right-back spot. Um, but by the sounds of it, he came in and did, did a decent job. He did well. Um, a sub at right-back against uh, Scunthorpe. Um, he did really well. So, uh, yeah, so I yeah, wasn't surprised. But... He's a great player to have in your squad. He's versatile. You know most games he's going to give you a 6, 7 out of 10 without being spectacular. 
And then when he does come off the bench, like we've seen in an attacking sense, he's, he's got something about him. So fair play to McAlinden. He, he's come in, he's done all right by the sounds of it. Um, not surprised he stuck with Lee. Um, don't change a winning team at the end of the day. I know Lee's performance got mixed reviews on the Wednesday night against Scunthorpe. I think some people gave him man of the match, but some people said he was wasteful, but I think he deserves to keep his spot in the team. And then the left-sided centre-back situation, Tom O'Connor instead of Clayworth. We speculated last week, didn't we, about the Max Clayworth situation, yeah. whether there has been interest from um, Norwich or another team higher up in the pyramid, um, whether that's affected um, Max's sort of selection and his game time, whether we want to make sure he's not injured, or he's just out of favour, I'm not sure. Um, Tom O'Connor... I think against Maidenhead at home a few weeks ago, came in at left-sided centre-back and played really well. Um, and by the sounds of it, he had, a, he had a decent game on Saturday as well. Um, so Parkey, with those three calls, you have to say he's, he's got them right, really. Maybe you could argue Davis instead of Lee, but no, no complaints from me in terms of the uh, team selection. Just... Going back to that Cleworth one, does this mm. confirm any gut feelings you've got about it or not? I don't know about confirm. It certainly adds. Does it add to it? Adds a little bit of a question adds. mark to, you know, if he'd have played, you'd have just gone, well, you know, clearly they're not. There's there's nothing imminent. Whereas now you're like, just why aren't you playing the centre half, at centre back that was really good before <laughs> for us? Well, it's another piece of evidence in the case for the yes, maybe the, for the maybe, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, if you're a jury of twelve people, <laughs> you're asked to make a decision. <laughs> I'm sure the prosecution would use that as a yeah. in favour of him going to a championship team. Don't know if that's a good analogy, but um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, Tom O'Connor wasn't bought, as far as I'm aware, as a centre back or a left-sided yeah. centre back. That's Matt Max's position. Um, he was on the bench, I'm right, yeah. I think. Yeah, so yeah. he's obviously not injured, or we wouldn't be in the squad altogether. So I said at Scunthorpe, he was having a workout with Reese Hall Johnson before the game. So uh, yeah. they were they were having a good old warm-up and stuff. So uh, he's definitely in and around the training, isn't he? It's just, you know, there is yeah, just this lingering thing, uh, this lingering thing now until he, until he, plays or until he goes we'll be talking about it a little bit for uh i don't know a month two months i don't know however whatever yeah well another decent piece of squad news was harry lennon back in the um the match day squads can't remember which game it was now it was the one one of the... yeah it was the it was fa the cup one, one. It was the fa was cup the FA he was cup. on the bench with leighton that was uh so he's so that'll be interesting to see if uh is if I guess if if Lennon somehow overtakes Cleworth on the subs bench, for instance, then that yeah. would add add to that sort of weight, to that speculation, wouldn't it? Um, if there isn't any interest from a championship team, then I don't know what to make of the situation in regards to Max because he started off the season like a house on fire. I think he may have got player of the season. He was always getting high ratings and our match yeah. ratings um, in August and September. And then he's, well, he's had a, I don't know if dodgy is the right word, but he didn't have his best games um, 
can't remember who we played now, but he looked a bit shaky in a few. I think the Notts County game, he might have been targeted and he, he didn't have the best of matches. But he's been one of our most consistent players since he came into the sides at the start of last season. And he can probably count himself a little bit unlucky that he's been dropped for perhaps one or two bad games and can't get make his way back into the side ahead of Tom O'Connor, who's predominantly a midfielder. Um, fair enough, he lost his place to Tunnicliffe. Tunnicliffe played well, and there was no question marks from us about Tunnicliffe keeping his place in the side. But if you're Max and you're seeing Tom O'Connor start ahead of you, you've got to uh, um, Ask a feel a little bit sorry for yourself in yeah. a way. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be interesting. To, just one of those ones to keep an eye on, isn't it? Um, mm. Just to see how it develops. Um, I think we, we said a lot on it last time, to be fair. Um, but yeah. uh, it just, it's just, as I say, it's just, it's just there for us to watch, really. Um, so, yeah, there wasn't a lot in, else in that game. I think it's just one of them that you just forget. You take the point, I guess, and on we go. You know what? A point at the end of the season might be a decent point. You never know. Like I say, you can't win every game in the National League. We saw Notts County draw to Bromley and then away at Southend the week after. Um I think mean, part of the disappointment from a lot of the fans would be from the fact Notts County won a tricky match yeah. away at Eastleigh. So yeah. if Notts County had lost or drawn like we did, then maybe we'd have said that definitely is a good point. Um, fair play to County. They've, they've gone to Eastleigh and they're there. Their first home loss this season, Eastleigh. Exactly. They've beaten a team who are very strong at home. And then we go to Eastleigh now on the 10th of December, which is going to be a a tough match in a tough month because I saw the fixtures before and there's no easy games in December. No, <laughs> no, that is a, that's a, a not that's a, an understatement that given the fixtures that there are. Um, so, I mean, I've nothing else to add on that. Have you really? I think it is what it is, and we just carry on and we hopefully we get three points this week and it becomes a blip in the road. Exactly. It's a point on the road. Um, I'm sure most fans are going to back us to win on Saturday against Aldershot. So as long as we do back it up, um, then it'll be a decent point. Add it to the three points we got away at Scunthorpe. If you'd offered us seven points away at Scunthorpe, away at Wealdston at home to Aldershot, I think most fans probably would have taken it. Okay. Probably. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Maybe not everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, I guess taking it and hope for more are two different things, aren't they? So, uh, have an absolute minimum. We'd like nine, but yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Um, right, so let's do some news. So, uh, I guess the uh, in no particular order. Should we start with Ollie? So, tomorrow at 2.30 at the club shop, they're uh, launching his... Uh, or was it one thirty? I think it's 2.30. They're launching his clothing range, the WXM clothing, after obviously delaying it last week because of his treatment or it were whatever it was to do with his injury. Um, so, that means there'll be some fresh merch ready for Christmas that people can buy. Celebrate, everybody. Insert applause here. <laughs> um, I mean the, the the teasers that they put online look really they look really nice, you know. Um, 
and obviously you know yeah. there is a tie-in with the club etc so that's good so and i, I just think and as i say it's going to be available worldwide from what, what you said to me so you know i think that that's that can only be a positive because obviously getting all direct and stuff still is a nightmare so i don't know if you've even tried but you'll have know from what you see online you know it's not just the odd shirt here, here and there it's like everything in a normal size is out yeah i had a look for um for christmas presents last week and yeah. there's literally literally nothing unless you get lucky and get maybe the last item in a large or an extra large there's there's nothing there so all these probably timed it perfectly in regards to that and christmas coming up um in regards to getting his stock in there and like you say that the clothes look pretty decent it's nice and simplistic with a nice wrexham logo on there there's some nice t-shirts some nice hoodies um so although some fans might have wanted some replica kits, hoodies, training wear, whatever, um, you might not be able to get that, but um, you can benefit the club and all the and a, a local or one of the local charities as well by... Well, the community, um, the Wrexham Community Trust, the Football bit, Club yeah, uh, Trust benefit from it, so... Uh... So that was yeah. the, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a really good tie-in. I think Richie told us last week it was going to be the third week of December, is what he'd asked in the club shop, hadn't he? And it was the third week of December that they were expecting the, uh, and what I'm assuming will be the final batch probably of home shirts, because you wouldn't really be wanting to buy buy many more, um, because obviously otherwise they get left on the shelf normally, um, and it normally takes. It's interesting. I was watching. I was listening to uh, the fearless guys interviewing. Um, Mr. Mooney from the Welsh FA, and he said that normally yeah. it takes nine to ten months from the point they order the kit to it hitting the store. So you know, it's uh, it's it's unlikely I would have said that we'll get anything else after this drop in January in December, um, which is a shame yeah. really. But you know, we'll be starting to think about you know if you think about the documentary this time last year, Ryan that Ryan and Robert already picked this season's kits. Um, you know, if you remember, they had those uh, sort of mock-ups on the uh, uh, from when their first visit was. So, you know, they'll have already picked next year's kits, the EFL kits, I should call them. Uh, <laughs> have I gone too early? Um, gone too early, right? <laughs> I don't want to be critical of the club, but would they not have seen the demand for the current amount of kits before they ordered them? With the documentary going out, with how many we sold last year. Could we not have said let's order a massive amount and then if we have got stuff left by the Easter time, then it's not the end of the world. It would appear. Because it sounds like (laughs) missing out at the moment. Uh, Yeah, it would appear not. Otherwise, (laughs) you would have thought we'd have had loads in by now. Um, So... um... So we'll 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 see, but Christmas is going to be a last minute. It sounds like if you want a, certainly, a, I think Richie said he was asking for the red home shirts, um, and yeah. it, so that sounds like it's going to be a last minute grab Christmas week from the club shop if there's any left, doesn't it? You know, if there is, yeah, I imagine there might be a queue when the new stock comes in. Yes, people looking for some stocking fillers, but my signed hoodie, which I'm wearing now, will go on eBay on the first of December. Two hundred dollars starting bid. So and the rest, you get more than that. You probably. Won't. I'm not looking to rip people off. So I'm gonna... <laughs> Who signed it? Me. Oh, it's fifty quid then. Fifty pence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, uh, at WXM Clothing on 
Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, I think they are. Now, Ollie's really not a Twitter person. I think he's more of an Instagram person. But, uh, yeah, they have got a, a Twitter handle. So follow them. That should, I'm sure the club will uh, launch all the videos and stuff that they've recorded tomorrow as, as for the launch as well. So um, it'll be interesting to see what all that stuff's like. But the little teases that we've seen looks quite nice, you know. Um, and there is an affiliation with the club. Um, so some tickets went on sale today. I don't know if you saw... I think it took about 10 minutes. Long, <laughs> uh, I got a message there. I don't believe it. The tickets are sold out. It was about 10 past 10 or something. I was like, I said, no, that it, it, no, that won't be it. <laughs> and then lo and behold, out came a tweet saying, oh, yeah, all the FA Cup tickets gone. Um, so I wouldn't give up hope on the FA Cup tickets because the season ticket holders that don't take up their allocation, um, they those tickets will be available from Friday, I think it is, um, or whether they release them on Friday. Um, but that's the deadline for season ticket holders to take up that seat if they want it. So there'll be a few more. I'm sure there's be bound to be people that won't make the game because they're working and what have you. Um, but blimey, yeah, that's uh, that sort of... And then the Chesterfield one, just as quick. I think that was, you know, it's it's, it's unbelievable. We could do with a new stand, Alex. We could, yeah. Um, we do have to pinch ourselves, I think, from time to time and appreciate where we're at at the moment. We're selling out, what is it, the 2,000 that go on general sale? Maybe a bit less, I'm not sure. We're selling out in minutes. And I don't think there's a club in the country at the moment who would sell out their general sale or their members-only tickets as fast as we are. Mm-hmm. And it's a Tuesday night in the middle of December, close to Christmas, cost of living crisis. People might not have the... Um, disposable income to, to come and watch us, but we've just proved the appetite, even the current climate is there to watch this team. And of course, Chesterfield as well will hopefully sell out their allocation. Maybe you would like to think they would. Um, so that's going to be a cracking game um, in the middle of December. Also a very important game um, in terms of the league. Chesterfield look like they're finding a bit of form at the moment, but I'll say it now, I think we'll sell out every game this season, apart from the FA Trophy matches. Even then, we'll um, we'll probably sell out the stands we do open. Yeah. But I think someone, I said to someone the other day, imagine us five years ago playing Farnborough at home in the FA Cup, we'd probably get about 3,000, 1,200, yeah. yeah. It is round two, to be fair, so it probably would have gone up slightly, but... I just love the appetite for Wrexham at the moment amongst our fans. Every game's a sellout. There's great atmospheres. Tickets are going like hotcakes. Um, and like you say, hopefully next season we'll be in the Football League and that's going to increase the demand for that new stand even more so. <laughs> we can stream the games. That's the only good thing, uh, you know, if you're in the Football League. Uh, so that Farnborough game was moved as well, the kickoff. So that was a 3.15 kickoff, which is a funny time. Uh, don't get that. Is that to do with it being broadcast? Oh, well, I mean, it's it's going out on S4C in this country, but I just wondered whether that affected, uh, like, a, an American... Uh, perhaps they could do a deal. They haven't announced anything, but I wonder if, like, there's something else on and that, that, that suited uh, an ESPN or whoever uh, better. But uh, we'll, we wouldn't there, necessarily there must, know that. There must be a reason. Yeah. You wouldn't have 15 minutes on for no reason at all. So no. I'm sure there's something in there. Um, and if people don't realise it's been changed, it's not the end of the world. 
If you're yeah, there for three yeah. o'clock, you'll be all right. Yeah, it's just it's it's the but like to be fair, you say that the the gent who sits next to me gets the train back to Buckley, I think. And uh, he is literally, most days, he's running out the stadium. So if he hasn't realised uh, that he's going to be in trouble, potentially, because it is like the, you know, it's not a, not it's not one of those routes where they're every 15 minutes. So, um, so think, yeah. Yeah, that's... the next one after the five o'clock one's a couple of hours later. So we might have to uh, sit in the turf for a couple of hours. Um, I saw. Did you? See, Ryan and Rob got an award. I don't know if you saw that. They got an award. Was it last night or the night before? I've lost track now. Um, so that was for uh, contributions to putting Wales onto a global platform. So uh, they got a nice little award. So they might not get the freedom of the city because of the Tories, but they uh, they, <laughs> they they got that. So at least they uh, you know there's a little bit of recognition. That would be quite nice for them. They both turned up, didn't they? So uh, they obviously thought it meant something. I'm sure those Tory councillors will be uh, livid. <laughs> yeah, I'll take your word for that. <clears throat> <laughs> um, the documentary, so I don't know if you saw the news, but they've uh, expanded the countries that the documentary was available in. Uh, the list is on the website. There's 31 of them with a host more to come. So, um, you know, we don't realise, but, we, you know, we might soon be having uh, Wrexham Italia uh, uh, fan club, and you know, there's, there might be a few more countries where we, uh, where we pick up some uh, some fans from. So, uh, although we've obviously had a massive sort of influx from America, Canada, I think Australia, some of the the countries that got it first, we might yet see a little bit more, which is uh, be really going to be really interesting. It will be, yeah. You look at like you say, it's the amount of new fans we've gained in America, Canada, down under. There's no reason why that can't be done in these new 31 countries which they're releasing the documentary in. And I love seeing it on social media when someone from the States or a different country comes over, how well they get looked after, how much they enjoy yeah. being in Wrexham, both at the ground and in the community. Um, feel good stories like that I love. So hopefully we can welcome some... Uh, some new international fans this some South Americans and some some other parts of Europe and South Korea and Japan you know they're not going to know what's it are they once they see some of the uh, some of the football that we've been playing last season exactly see that James Jones goal against um oh, well they'll have to wait to season two for that so yeah, yeah. Uh, you know yeah so, uh, <laughs> go. he's going to be a megastar when he goes across there isn't he you know um uh, I don't know if you caught it. Last piece of news, I guess I will, we will call this. But uh, <clears throat> much, I, much I had split loyalties on Sunday because um, Airbus ladies played Wrexham. Um, I used to do a lot of photography for the Airbus ladies uh, and for Airbus, and uh, sadly they lost nine nil. Uh, I mean, happily Wrexham won nine nil, so um, the ladies are flying. We could have done with some of their goals on Saturday, really. The ladies were flying against Airbus. Yes. No pun intended. No pun. Well, that was Jay. Oh, I did that naturally. Oh, yeah. Nah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you were really pleased with that result, Alex. Then that, well, I'm pleased with the ladies' team in general this season. I think every time I've looked at their result, they've won and they've won comfortably as well. And I think, like we say, every time we mention the women's team, let's hope that. At some point this season, they can get a game at the race course and get a decent, decent crowd behind them. 
Yeah, because uh, I think I, I might have said this before, but historically, even though you have good facilities at clubs, you're not the ladies' teams haven't always been allowed to use them. So um, Airbus used to be an example. The men's team played on a lovely 4G pitch, as the ladies had to play on the soggy, muddy pitch on the field next to it. Um, so, yeah. um, you know, sometimes they've been a, a you know, a, 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 they've not been sort of treated as they should be and they've been an afterthought. So uh, it would be nice. I mean, it's different for, for, for Wrexham because it's a professional pitch. So they're obviously, you know, you know what they're like with pitches now. You're not allowed to walk on them, even in trainers and stuff, are you? Um, but it would be nice if, like you say, if they could get a, get a, get another game. Cause obviously they have, I think they have had one. I seem to remember. I'm sure they have had one. Um, but it'd be Is that nice behind to... closed doors. No, I don't think so. I'm sure that I'm sure that they have had one. Um, I mean, if they would... did it and they marketed it well, I think they'd get into the thousands. Yeah, it'll, it'll depend on what else is on and stuff, wouldn't it? To be fair, you know, if it was a day where there's big Premier League games and stuff, then it might be tough. But obviously, if it's a, if it's a day when there's nothing, not a lot else on, there might be a bit more incentive. So they'd have to pick it right. But um, yeah, I you know I agree. They, you know, they. Sh- Hopefully they will get that opportunity. So I even think if it was a Sunday and there was Premier League games on, I think if the club promoted it the right way, which I think they would do, and obviously charge reasonable ticket amounts, I think you could get a thousand person there, which would be a, another good PR story for the Ryan and Rob era. Did you see interestingly talk about ticket prices? Did you see what Notts County have done for Saturday? I think it's great. Yeah, everyone they in got- for a five. Yeah, it's, is it 16,000 tickets they've sold, I think? So they're going to break the record, I think, aren't they? The attendance like, record. Like some distance, league. yeah. I think they did it last year and they got 12 and a half. Right. Be there the top of the league at the moment. Yeah, so the extra people. It's going to be extra. And you know what? Fair play to them. I often wonder, should Wrexham do something similar? But we're selling out anyway. Yeah. Yeah. To... If you weren't, I guess that would be, your, you know, and you've got a big stadium. Uh, that would be your incentive to get people coming. And if they enjoy what they're watching, hopefully they'll stick around and come back and come every week or whatever, won't they? Well, let's hope Yeovil um, are party poopers and they can pick up a, a 1-0 win in 116,000. Can you imagine how funny that would be? <laughs> that would be very funny. Very funny. Oh, dear. We'll watch that. We'll watch that one with interest. <laughs> I might have a bet on one nil Yeovil. Must be about twenty to one. Do it. Yeah, Do just it. a couple of quid. Let's have a charity bet. Always um... gamble responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> I have a uh, Ronaldo watch update. Go on. You're not going to believe this. On national TV, Ronaldo has not announced that he's coming to Wrexham yet. They must be um, saving it for after the World Cup. Yeah, he's got another interview booked in with uh, with someone else in January. <laughs> Do you reckon he's going to do it with Ryan, just like Deadpool? <laughs> like, and here's our new signing, and Ronaldo walks out. Well, do you remember the mullet announcement video? How much frenzy that caused? Imagine the Ronaldo one. Bonkers. Bonkers. (laughs) Um, Okay, so 
we move on to Saturday. So obviously, it's good that obviously there's a break in the week to uh, get some proper recovery and some uh, prep, I guess, in because they wouldn't have had time to do anything really last week. Um, so we come to Aldershot. Um, what's your expectations around Aldershot at home then? Uh, win, win comfortably if we turn up um, and there's not a freak uh, performance. To be fair to Aldershot, I think up until the last two league games, they've, they've actually been in decent form. Um, yeah, they're in the goal thing and Yeovil away. Back to in back. The, the form for the last six matches, they're eighth in the form table. So they've uh, taken 10 points from six games. We've taken 14 from six. Well, there you go. I mean, the good news for Wrexham fans is they've lost the last two, and that included a 6-1 loss away at Torquay uh, a couple of weeks ago. And we are imperious at home, aren't we? Exactly. At the end of the day, the table doesn't lie. Aldershot are 18th, despite picking up a few wins um, in the past few weeks. Like you say, this is Wrexham at home, an absolute monster this season. (laughs) Um, We've put teams to the sword, whether it be 6-0, 4-0, 3-1. And no disrespect to Aldershot, we should be beating them, beating them comfortably. Um, It's another sellout crowd. Um, Saturday afternoon should be a good atmosphere. And like I say, as long as something freakish doesn't happen, like we saw against... Barnet to some extent earlier this season and over last year, we should be fine. But you never know with football, dear, and they could score a goal or two out of nowhere and then we're chasing it. But I'd say 95% sure that we're going to win this one and, and win it comfortably as well. Especially after the rest, like you say. Yeah, I think that uh, getting back into a routine, getting proper preparation, um, will obviously uh, benefit uh, benefit massively. Uh, it will be interesting to see which players are around and back and stuff because obviously Hazana and Ford didn't play the other night. Um, mm-hmm. With there's no, I've not seen anything official on Ford to say he has pulled a hammy or anything, you know. So not sure really what's going on there, whether it's a, a short term or a long term. Um, I would have thought it's too soon for Mendy. So we've got, probably got another week or so before he starts. Uh, I think, did Richie say there was two weeks when we spoke last week? I think he said um, two, he weeks. Said two weeks on grass. And he'll be back on the grass. So obviously, uh, yeah. you know, he's going to start playing in reserve games or whatever. Um, so um, so it's going to be really interesting to see who is available and who he picks. Um what would your what I mean? What are we are we thinking? We're going to roll out the same team, and then have a rest in the cup. So he'll go out yeah. with a really strong team and perhaps mix it up in the cup. Or what do you think he's going to do? I mean, the good news for Wrexham is, and no disrespect to either team, but if you're going to go into a couple of matches where you might have a few injuries, then older shot and Farnborough at home probably not a decent couple of matches. To have, um, I would play your strongest team possible for both. Obviously, we'll do that for the league because the league's the priority. Um, but yeah, I'd go full strength against Farnborough as well. Look at look at what's on offer if you do win that game. Um, so yeah, Parky's decisions to make um, defensively, especially 
on Saturday? Who does he play at right back? Is Hayden back fit? Who does he play as a left-sided centre-back? O'Connor, Clayworth, is Tunnicliffe back? Is Lennon in contention? Uh, we don't know. Um, but no matter who we put out, we should be too strong um, for Aldershot and the week after as well. Um, I guess where his hand isn't forced is the number 10 position. Does he stick with Elliot Lee, who I think has been playing really well the past few weeks? Or does he give Jordan Davis a go? Um, you've also got, which we touched on last week, the Rob Langton dilemma. If Rob Langton's fully fit, then whether we like it or not, Parker's got a decision to make there. Yeah, I think... I think there is a 33% chance that he plays in the FA Cup. I what just makes think, you say that? Oh, I just, he needs a bit of match practice, doesn't he? Um, and I think that would be the, that would be the game. If you, if you're going to give him a game, that would be the one. I think you can, you can, you, you can swap two or three players out in that game and we should still win comfortably at home. I don't get why you drop your goalkeeper though, because they're not outfield players where they don't get tired or they don't pick up little niggly injuries. There's no need to rest your number one goalkeeper. You're not. You're, you're giving you're giving Leighton the fitness, aren't you? You're giving him the match time to get back into the routine and uh, and and to be in and around um, the, the sort of feeling of it again. Uh, is that not what a reserve team is for? Um, I don't know. No, well, it'll be interesting to see. You just said he's got a decision to make. I agreed with you <laughs> and said, uh, <laughs> and said uh, that would be the one I would, I would give him that game. And then you, 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 you'd go off that afterwards, don't you? If he has a shaky game, then you like Mark Howard's back in, and Robert Leighton can't argue anything, then can he? Um, but that would be the that would potentially be the game that uh, that I think he uh, he will mix it up a little bit. I don't think he'll do it in the league, but I think he'll be feeling that he can he can in that cup game. But obviously, we'll touch more on that next week, I guess. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a couple of issues I guess outstanding in the fact that we don't really know what Hayden's situation is, Ford's situation. There's no clarity on timelines for them to return. Um, presumably, he rested Hazana. Because obviously he's come back from injury, so is he about again this week? You know, can we put him back? Um, uh, and obviously rest Macalinden. Um, I'll be interested. It'll be really interesting to see what he does because I, I, you know, he's got at some point we've got we've got to rest the you've got to rest these players. You can't run them into the ground, otherwise they're going to come back after Christmas and they're going to be dead. And what we think is going to be a title challenge is going to watch. We're going to be watching them flagging and chasing balls, uh, you know. Especially that period at Christmas where we've got Chesterfield and then two games against Solly Hull on the bounce. Um, so uh, you know he has got to be clever. He has. He is better this season than last season. Gives Mullin or Palmer, you know, ten or fifteen minutes at the end of games and stuff. But um, you know, at some point we have got to get some, especially in that midfield. I think the midfield is the area really. Uh, we've got to I give Luke Young a rest yeah. and James Jones a rest. You know, so against Farnborough, could he, could he, could he go quite? You're saying go full strength. Could you go quite attacking and have Davis and Lee, and then one of Jones or Young, depending on who's feeling freshest. You know, you could do something like that if you, uh, you know, um, you could do. 
I mean, if we had a league game on the Tuesday after Aldershot, maybe you'd think about it a little bit more. I just think that seven days rest um, really plays into our hands. And yeah, I can't see him dropping either, um, Jones or Young, um, in that game. Like you say, the midfielders probably feel it the most in terms of tiredness and fitness. I'd hazard a guess that Jones and Young probably cover the most yards every match. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Um, and then after that, you'd probably say it's the wing backs. Wing backs, I would have guessed. Yeah. Yeah. So, like you say, it's good that he's rotating wing backs now and then. And my concern, like you mentioned, is after Christmas, are we going to see a bit of burnout from, from Jones and Young? Because they've pretty much played every game this season, haven't they? I know Luke Young was. Chesterfield. He obviously went missing away at Chesterfield. <laughs> yeah. And James Jones, I think, has only missed the odd match. And. To ask them to do what they do week in, week out, sometimes twice a week. Um, yeah. it's gonna it's take big ask. The big yeah. ask. And then you've got to say, what if one of them gets injured? Can Tom O'Connor come in and presume, uh, produce the same energetic displays? I don't know. But the good news is both Jones and Younger are in form and they've played a massive part in our success this season. Like we said last week, I think Luke Young's probably player of the season so far but let's just hope that he can keep his fitness levels up and he does manage to to get a rest at some point although by looking at him even in the 89th 90th minute sometimes it doesn't look like he needs a rest that o'connor point is interesting because for us so far i'd have to look back i don't recall him playing three or four games on the run um no well he came in in january last year um I don't, like this. I don't think he's ever played three or four matches in midfield in a row. He seems to be in, be out. Niggles, injury, that, yeah. Niggles, yeah. coming off the bench. Um, but obviously he's done it consistently in but... League One, Burton, so we know he's capable. I just think it's the injury issue. Yeah. Whenever he seems to play one or two matches, it's always a little niggly and nothing serious, but he just seems to be out for... Couple of weeks or something. Yeah. And then he's, he's lacking that match fitness and it's sort of a cycle that just carries on and carries on. But we were all over the moon when he signed in January before we were getting this League One quality midfielder who was perhaps the missing piece of our midfield jigsaw. And he's done all right, but if we can keep him fit and he can get a run of games going, if Young or Jones is injured, then... That's going to have a huge part to play in the rest of the season. Do you think that's why he has played him at centre half? Because he's just been trying to get games into him, get minutes into him, and build his fitness. Because obviously, naturally, he isn't that player. He has played left wing back, um, and then see it sort of midfield. So you know, he's not a natural in that position. But he's a good enough footballer to do it for a game or so. Um, but it just makes you wonder if they just they're just trying to they they think if we can just get a good amount of minutes into him, get his fitness up. Um, and I guess it's not as stressful at the back, is it? You can have a breather now and again. You're not, like in midfield, you're constantly on the move, aren't you? In a modern midfield, anyway. Yeah, you've got points. Um, we can't drop any of the midfielders at the moment because they're so in form. Obviously, he's not suited to number 10 like Davis or Lee would be either. So, yeah, to give him match fitness, why not play him at left-sided centre-back? Fair enough, that might annoy Max or one of the other 
traditional left-sided centre-backs, but maybe Parkey and Parkin seem as an important player and they want to get him fresh. And if the only reason they can do that is by playing him at, at left-sided centre-back, then maybe that's just what they're prepared to do. And to be fair to O'Connor, he's, he's done well there, the games I've seen him. I think he came on against Maidenhead for 20 minutes or so a couple of the Tuesdays ago and I was right in line with him in the um, in the paddock and he was composed, he's a talker, he's good on the ball, um, not the tallest, um, but he, he just looks comfortable and he's an experienced player and sometimes when you're playing at the back against certain teams, all you need is that experience, positioning, know-how, um, communication, the same attributes which which Ben Toza shows week in, week out. Okay, but yeah, I say well, these are just little little side stories to watch, aren't they? Some of these, uh, you know, who plays where and stuff. But uh, so let's come on to uh, we'll come on to Saturday uh, and so and just generally the national league. So we'll save the sort of bit little bit of news until uh, until the end. But if we just look at the fixtures, there are some interesting fixtures uh, at the weekend. So. Uh, let's just. I'll we'll just pick a few out rather than going through them all. So, uh, Chesterfield home to Solihull. Um, you know, that's to be fair. Solihull have not had. They're they're not in great form, but they could go there and get something from Chesterfield, don't you think? Exactly. Yeah. Like you say, I think they've lost the last two um, at home, but they're still a very good team. Um, perhaps slightly unlucky not to go up last season. And that's yeah. going to be a tough game for uh, for Chesterfield. Yeah. I think you'd probably want a win in that one, given how far Solihull have dropped off in recent weeks. Um, but no, the good news is someone's going to drop points in that game. And yes. either way, I think it'll be a, a tough match. So, yeah, it's an interesting one to watch. That's a good one there. So Halifax, Boreham Wood as well. So Halifax had a terrible start and have just started to pick up a little bit. And Boreham Wood in the last couple of weeks have just gone off the boil. I'm not sure if you've noticed. Um, so Halifax at home to Boreham Wood. Again, there's there's a team there that was that's in and around that top seven that could potentially be dropping points. Yeah, Halifax, different beast in um, in recent weeks. They look certain for the drop. Um after the first few matches of the season, but fair play to them, they've come back. And the Shea, not an easy place to go. Um, Boreham Wood, like you say, not in the greatest of form at the moment. And I saw the highlights when we played them away. I don't think they look that good. Um, if I'm being honest, I don't see Boreham Wood as a genuine title contender this season. They may get into the playoffs, whether that be fifth, sixth or seventh, but I can't see them being as consistent um, as they I don't think a, they don't yeah. score enough goals. I don't think, do they? No, that's the, no, no. that's the, for them to be a title, you know, um, contender. But like you said, they're all they're, they're potentially in that sort of sixth or seventh spot. I think, um, which then solid, brings, solid out. yeah, just brings um, them into the playoff contention. Then, doesn't it? And anything can happen in a one-off game, sort of thing. But um, I was going to say, you wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs because they're the compact, they're well organized, well drilled, they're solid. Those Fair two big centre halves, six foot seven oh. or whatever they are, both of them, they're massive. Yeah, um, good manager as well. So yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, not an interesting one. Um, uh, Notts County home to Yeovil. Don't I don't hold out much hope for that one, to be honest. Do you? I think that's a Notts County win. Um, yeah, I mean, 
any sort of drop points there would be a huge bonus. Um, yeah, County, Notts County dropping points at home to Yeovil. Yeovil have been um, dire this season, for want of a better word. So, yeah, I mean, that's a gimme for, uh, for Notts County, County, to be honest. But they've, got, we, not... they've got a tricky Christmas again, like us. They've got, I think they've got Boreham, Wood, Chesterfield and Solihull or something like that over Christmas. So, you know, that's when they're potentially going to, you know, another another sort of couple of games where they could drop points. It might, you know, we might have to sort of stay on the tails for a, for a month or so before we see uh, another wobble from them. Yeah, um, the table could look a lot different at the start of January. Um as long as we're within one or two points of Notts County, I'd be very happy. I can just see us, as the season progresses, having that extra bit of firepower, squad depth, um, the ability to recruit better in the transfer market as well. I think those factors are going to really work for us uh, from January onwards. So as long as we're within one or two points of county by the 1st of January, I'll be I'll be very happy because yeah. I can't see them keeping their form up um, for the next seven months. So the the last game isn't a game that I think will be a less sorry be a, a massive one on Saturday, which is York versus Wealdstone. But obviously, <laughs> York today it affects us really. In a, I forget when our game is now with them. Is it a couple? Is it are we are we two weeks away? I think third um, um, of December. Yeah, yeah, so roughly a couple of weeks away. Um, we uh, they've sacked John Askey today. Um, they've put out a couple of statements. I don't know if you've had time to see the statements. Uh, the first one was quite vague and sort of said sort of hints at uh, you know issues that are, it's not just straightforward you know there were some issues and then the second one sort of uh lets on that uh, i think he asked for he, he he sort of asked to leave didn't he He was being linked with was it filed he was being linked with um strongly being linked with and then he's that move hasn't happened for him and it sounds like he's kind of got a bit disheartened and thought you know I'm perhaps you know there's hints at transfer budgets not being what he what he was expecting and conversations happening with the chairman that they wanted to happen and it, it didn't happen. So, but given you know they've been a revelation really this season, haven't they? I know they're only mid table, but they you know they've they've come up and done really really well. Yeah, and I think he took them over last year when they were mid table in the National League North. So he's worked wonders there. Um, looked like a safe bet to stay in the league as well this season. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it seemed odd. They wouldn't sack him on results because no yeah. the results would be good. Like you say, they put that second statement out, which explains a little bit more in detail about how it's come about. Um, sounds like some false promises were made. He's not happy. He's asked to leave. Um, but he's, he's a decent manager, John Askey, and I'm sure it won't take him long to find another team. I think Wrexham been linked with close him to a point in him yeah. one or two times um, in the past five or six years. So the interesting thing is, like you say, we play them in two weeks and what factor does the new manager bounce play in that? I think we had it with Oldham and David Unsworth yeah, yeah. a few weeks ago. And to be fair, they nearly got a result from us that afternoon took two late goals for us to beat them um, you'd imagine they'd have a new manager in place in two and a half weeks time probably yeah I think I'm, I'm sure, sure the statement says they want one 
by the end of the month, doesn't it? Um, doesn't necessarily mean they'll get one, but obviously, uh, you know. Well, it's it's all set up for that new manager's first game to be. Us again. Us again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, so it might affect us in the fact that they might have that. Uh, if you look at the performances from from Oldham at home versus when they came to the race course, it was night. It was night and day. I can't remember if you went to the Oldham game, but you know they were they were sharp and at it, looking like they had a point to prove, whereas. They barely kicked the ball on the in the FA Cup game, um, so this is what happens sometimes when you get a new manager. Pe- players initially have a point to prove, um, and then uh, soon managers realise that uh, yeah they don't play like this all the time, and I'm going to have to shift a few of these, don't you? Exactly. Yeah, I think that was Underworth's first home match. I know they lost three 0 away at Bromley in his first game, but obviously first match at Boundary Park, big crowd. They wanted to improve a point and. As much as Wrexham were poor, um, they played well, to be fair, and probably should have got a result out of the match. But the game last Sunday, one of the worst displays I've seen from an opposition team at the race course since we came down to this division. They were shocking. And David Unsworth's interviews after all these matches (laughs) don't say great things about the mood and the quality of the air, the squad at Oldham at the moment. So... And the thing is with York, they're actually a decent team already. Yeah, yeah. So it would have been a tough match with John Askey in charge. But if they do get that new manager in uh, by the time we play them, they'll have even more of a, a reason to go and beat us. So, yeah, York away is the start of a very, very tough December. So let's hope for... Away is always, is, at the moment, is still a concern for me. I know we won at Scunthorpe, but we ground that out. And we've gone to Wealdston on the back of a tough physical week and not made much. Um, so we've got to, we, you know, at some point we need to, we need to find some balance in these performances away from home. Don't yeah. we? Maybe we're a victim of our own success in terms of how good we are at home. Maybe fans are expecting us to just turn up and produce the same performances away from home. Um, and someone said the other day to me, it's 11 at the 11 at the end of the day. Why can't we do the same at home as we do away? Um, but there is factors you have to consider, a different pitch, the travel, the home support. It's not always that easy, but the gap between our home and away performances is is worrying, despite that win at, um, at Scunthorpe on Wednesday. And yeah, I think Chesterfield dropped points at York already this season. And they'll probably have a big crowd in for that one as well, despite it being on the TV. Um, so let's hope we turn up and, and get a decent result. Okay, good. Should we have a look at the predictions now? I've been waiting for this all day. That's, uh, he says. <laughs> uh, right, so we'll go to Wealdston because uh, we've not looked at this for a week or two, I don't think. So we'll just go back to Wealdston, which I predicted 2-0, you predicted 3-0, Richie said 4-1, and it was 0-0. <laughs> so we didn't do, we didn't do too, too, too well there. So none of us picked up any points there. Um, so believe it or not, in the games that we've sort of, uh, we have been tracking, because uh, we haven't done this since the start, we only started it part of the way through, we started it at Dorking. Um I've picked up, because it's two points if you get the right team winning, and it's three points if you get the right score. Um, so, so far, you and Richie are tied on 12, and I've got 15 points. 
Uh, that's because I got the Halifax result bang on, you see. Because uh, you know, I obviously, uh, I obviously knew that was going to happen. So, um, <laughs> uh, so I'm leading the way, uh, and you two are uh, miles behind. I mean, it's you know, it's miles behind, really, isn't it? You know, it's not close. It's you know, all it takes is one correct result in the back in it. Yeah, you keep telling you, you keep telling yourself that. Um, <laughs> so Richie put in our group chat before that he thinks we're going to win four nil on Saturday. Um, which I think is uh, a brave move, personally, to go 4 0. That's a big one away, uh, a big, big one at home. But um, anyway, he's gone 4 0. Uh, I'm going 2 0. Um, I will be quite happy if we can just chill out a couple of goals, uh, keep a clean sheet, and, uh, you know, have four points for the last two games. I'll be quite happy with that. Um, so it's all on you now. What are you, what's your gut <laughs> feeling for this? Huge game on Saturday at three o'clock against Aldershot. I think you're being a bit pessimistic, to be honest. Oh, I wait, mean... so we're going bigger than four, you know, then are we? Oh, yeah, I think. Oof, Alex. The teams we've put to the sword so far this season, I think it's going to be a repeat performance. You think this Aldershot is talking at home again? Well, Aldershot are 18th for a reason, and they got beat 6 1 by a, a Torquay a couple of weeks ago. So, okay, okay. I'm going to go, I'll give him a go. I'm going to go 5 1 to Wrexham. 5 1. Wow. 5 1. Okay. So that's locked into the supercomputer now. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's it. It's in. You can't tell. And, you know, and we've recorded this, so you can't, can't take it back. That's it. I think you've been far too conservative to know. Okay. Well, well, well yeah. listen, if we win 3, 4, 5, whatever. Then uh, I've won. We've won regardless, haven't we? Because obviously, we get the three points. I think we'll be happy, won't we? No, as long as we win, it's fine. Mm. Not win six 0 every week, can we? No, definitely no. And that's why I, I, you know, I don't think we're going to blow everybody away either. So I'm being cautiously optimistic of what we've seen in the last few games. Um, and I think their game plan. I don't think they're going to come here to play football, are they? Some of these teams are set up to be hard to beat first and foremost. Um, I don't think they can be sort of carefree like Dover could because they were already miles behind, weren't they? They were, you know, with those point deductions and stuff. Yeah. Am I right in being all the shot? Have a manager? Do they have a manager at the moment? Uh, I, I, yes, I think so. Are you breaking Maybe some... behind with the news, but I know they, they got rid of their manager a few weeks ago. I wasn't sure if they had replaced oh, him. Okay. Uh, let's have a... I'm gonna to have to Google it now because uh uh Oh maybe they haven't at the moment. No, maybe they haven't because uh the first thing that comes up is the advert for the first team vacancy, so they must be using backroom staff still. Get your application in. Uh, send me football manager C V it's what we it's what you do, isn't it? I've won the Champions League with Wrexham, so uh, so yeah, you've got to give me the job. Um, so is, is that what you've taken? Is that part of your thinking? You think at the moment they're suffering because they haven't got a. a yeah, proper... I mean they've lost back-to-back games. One of them yeah. was six-one away at Torquay. We are very very good at home. They're a lower table team. All the signs are there for a comfortable win. Um, for all the shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, God. Right. Well, we'll wrap it up there, I think, shall we? We'll go and see if Ronaldo's announced his move now, because it's uh, 20 past nine now. So I'm sure by now when we log on, in fact, I bet my Twitter's blown up because uh, he's pictured in the Wrexham shirt at the race course. The lights have been on tonight, so that would be why, wouldn't it? Can't think of any other reason, unless it... someone's playing ping-pong on the pitch. <laughs> It'll be in the turf now, drinking a pint of Wrexham. I, I, can, I can see it already. That's the, there'll be photos of him necking pints. Yeah. He's definitely not in Qatar. Him. He's obviously in the turf. Exactly, yeah. What's more important, <laughs> World Cup or well, ob- the Reds, obviously, isn't it? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <clears throat> All right, so we'll reconvene next week and we'll see how right you were and how wrong I was in the uh, predictor. We will. And if we're 5 0 up, I'm praying all the shots score. If all the shots score first on Saturday and we're losing one 0 I'm going to text you. <laughs> I'm going to say, "Are you sure? Uh, are you on? Uh, are you on commentary duties?" By the way, yeah, commentary duty this week. So give it a plug then. Come on. Yeah, um, if anyone is or knows anyone who is uh, blind, vision impaired, or just perhaps their eyesight isn't as good as, as it used to be and would benefit from audio description commentary and then get in touch with Wrexham underscore AD on Twitter and we'll contact the nearest steward um, to yourself on match day and we'll provide ultra descriptive audio commentary where we'll explain exactly where the ball is and all the fine details on the pitch. So where essentially your eyes and we'll bring the game to you in audio description and we have listeners every game who i'm told really enjoy the service so yeah if you know anyone who would who would benefit from that please spread the word and we'd really appreciate it yeah i'm sure there's lots of people who go with you know grandparents or parents who you know can't quite see everything um, and would benefit just from a little bit of a, a little bit of help to enjoy the games a bit more. So, you know, given that 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 sort of facility is there, that uh, um, you know that that we provide, and not everybody, and not every club does, obviously, still at the moment. Um, people should definitely uh, should definitely at least try it and just see, you know, see if exactly. you enjoy even it or whether you find or, or registered as vision impaired, even if your eyesight's not as good as it used to be, and perhaps you sit behind the goal and you can't quite see what's going on at the other end then the service is for you so please please use us if you feel we'd be of use brilliant okay mate well uh well, well in fact um i'm supposed to be speaking to uh fred from the gate money documentary on tuesday so we'll, if that all comes, if that all happens, that he's because he's there premiering that documentary this weekend. Um, at a couple of different clubs. Chester is on Sunday um, at the Story House in Chester. Um, but um, yeah, so hopefully we'll get to speak to Fred. So we'll put that as part of next week's podcast um, to see, because uh, obviously uh, we're going to hear a lot about this now over the next couple of weeks. Now that this documentary is sort of uh, going to start being aired. Um, and we'll 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 find the detail out on this money from COVID that didn't end up at the teams it was supposed to in the national league, and seemed to end up uh, uh, seemed to end up at the teams who uh, whose uh, whose sort of uh, you know chief execs etc make up the national league board magically. So um, 
that's going to be uh, that's going to be very interesting. Um, so I'll find out a bit more about where we can see it, um, you know, uh, and and some of the ins and outs. Um, but this isn't some, you know, this isn't some clown putting this together. This is some. This has been a proper, full-on investigation um, by serious people. David Bernstein's one of them, um, who's you know a, a, a long-time football administrator. Yeah, and I saw the table of the amount of funding each team got in oh, comparison to their season ticket or their average average, average attendance. Yeah, and there was one team in our league who we mentioned who might be away at Halifax on the weekend who were perhaps guilty of receiving mm. more than they should have. But I won't spoil it too much. The documentary will uh, will tell all. Will tell all, and hopefully my uh, my chat with Fred will, uh, will will sort of tell us a bit more. So we'll reconvene in a week. Um, and we'll go from there, hopefully with three points, no injuries and plenty of goals. 5-1, no injuries, happy days. There ain't no horses running around the Kairos anymore. But that's been a football club here since 1864 Trying to do the town or city proud Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground I've been telling everyone I know 
I've been telling everyone who listens to me Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league I've been selling my nephew and my godson I've been selling my dog and the postman I've been selling my mom and dad for years Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league